0: Welcome to the Landco Podcast, an analytical behind-the-scenes look into land investing and land ownership, covering marketing conditions, current inventory, and updates on all relevant land ownership issues here in Illinois. Mixed in with some timely hunting and fishing reports.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Landco Podcast. here with Ryan Pudick, another episode in the series, Top 10 Ways to Increase the Value and Enjoyment on Your Farm. Again, primarily recreational farms. Um, this week's episode, we're talking about lakes. The last, what, three, we've talked about trails and roads. Then we talked about converting pasture to tillable. Last week, we talked about wetlands. Uh, today, we're going to talk about lakes. So both building new lakes and rehabbing or increasing the size of new lakes. Again, the, uh, the format is pretty simple for this uh, series. We just go over the basic questions like what it is, why we like it, when and where you can do it, and then lastly, how you do it. So what is pretty simple. Anything to do with a body of water um, that you can fish, essentially, uh, was what we're talking about when we talk about lakes. So the why is pretty simple. Wouldn't you say, Ryan, wouldn't you say right now that water is in more demand than anything else in Illinois as far as like reselling property?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think we get more... Everybody comes to me and says, hey, can you find me a 40-acre uh, with, right. with a lake on it yep. or 80 acres with a lake on it? And, and it's I
1: wish we had more lakes. Me too. Uh, you know, tillable is always in demand. But f- from a recreational standpoint, like water, everyone wants it. And right now, it's I mean, how many farms are out there with good lakes on it? For sale? Very few. Very few. Very few. So um, <clears throat> the why is very simple. Like, simply put, everybody wants a lake. Uh, and moving forward, like not just us, a lot of people in the industry think that especially big lakes will increase in value faster than a lot of properties. Yeah. Like the Otter Creek place we built and some of these other places that have 100 acre lakes. I see water being just super valu- valuable over the next 20, 30 years. Yes. So, anyways, the why pretty easy. Everybody wants a lake. Um, so, it just it increases the value of a farm because it increases the potential buyers for it so pretty straightforward uh, when and where you can force a lake anywhere but for the most part it doesn't matter if it's timber or out in the ag field or anywhere you want to what would you say mellow sloping area this kind of has flat bottoms areas, so you have a big area that would flood what so you say for a lake site? Yeah, so
0: you get more surface acres right. of, of water. Um, it doesn't make a lot of sense to build a lake in a big deep cut ravine uh, when you can't walk the shorelines to fish it. You know, if you got some kids that just young kids that just aren't going out in a boat. You can't really do that on a situation like that. And those so,
1: end up being pretty small because they're so narrow right. the so, and everything. And
0: you're limited to dam size as well as far as the height of your dam. So by the time you do it, you know, you've know you got all this cost in building a the maximum uh, dam that you can build without getting a permit from the DNR, I believe it's 25 feet. 25 feet, feet yes. And that's from the toe of the dam, which is on the back. And so you've got a very sh- short uh, you got you got a twenty five foot dam, but but your body of water may only be a half an acre, which doesn't doesn't make it worth it. So yeah.
1: I, let's talk about that for a second. What's the smallest? We probably we haven't talked about this. I bet we have the same answer. But what's the smallest lake that you would recommend? Uh, two acres. Two acres. Okay, I would have said. Well, I bet that's right. I would have said an acre and a half. Yeah. The only time that I'd go under that, and the reason why we both probably say that is you get an acre under, and they just become like weed. Yeah, and... Cattle ponds.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mosquito pits is what I call them. It's just, they don't... It doesn't really... The cost to do it doesn't justify what
1: the end result is. Right. The only time that I think that that may not be accurate is when someone does it like at their house and they keep, you know... The manicure. Treat it, and the manicure, and it's like... Even if it's a quarter acre at your house, sometimes you can keep on it and you can make that look cool. But on a farm that you're not at all the time, anything under a couple acres... It just becomes, like you said, it's a mosquito pit.
0: Yeah, it doesn't, it just, it doesn't pencil out. It just There's just too much time involved and too much work involved to maintain it for the reward.
1: Well, in fact, when we value stuff, because um, we give a different value to water than we do timber and tillable, and we don't count anything under, uh, what is it, an acre? If it's under an acre, we don't even, don't even count it. We say, no, it doesn't add any value. Uh, in certain instances, we even, like, buyers will say... Ah, that's actually kind of a you know an eyesore, and yeah. I want to so they actually detract value from it. So for the most part, two acres or more, um, you want a nice flat bottom area, nothing too steep. Um, but again, we we do that. So if you have a piece of property and you're not sure, we can come out and check it out. For the most part, most farms have an opportunity somewhere somewhere to yeah. put in some body some, of water. Some some may not make sense because of the cost of doing it, but. Yeah. Usually,
0: every farm has an opportunity to put a lake in.
1: Yep. So, um, let's talk about the cost a little bit before we get into how, because the first three, two or three things we talked about were relatively inexpensive projects. Yes. You know, wetlands. You know, they can creep up there a little bit, but they're nothing compared to a, a lake. You know, nobody knows. Lakes are more expensive than almost everyone realizes. You know, how many calls do we get that they want a lake? But then they're shocked at how much it costs. Costs like do. All, yeah. All of them, right? Yeah. So they are expensive, so you need to be really careful that uh, you're not, you know, let's say you build a lake for $100,000. It's not going to increase the value of your property by $100,000 immediately. Just It doesn't. But it increases how many people would look at your property to buy it. Because of it. Because of that. So now, you know, if you're investing and you want to sell it, um, you know, now you can sell it in two months instead of two years. And so that carry cost goes way down. So there's... There's a lot of, you know, there's more math to it than just, like, how much does it cost? How much is it going to improve the value of my farm? Right. But uh, you need to be really careful there because, I mean, again, Ryan and I were are from the development background and until 2008, 2009, or 10. I forget all the years, but how many lakes did we overbuild? Almost everyone. <laughs> Almost everyone. <laughs> uh, it, back in 2006, 2007, people would pay for him.
0: It didn't matter. It it didn't matter. It did not matter. You could put $150,000 in a lake and you had no problems.
1: Right. So, but now um, that's not entirely the case. So we are getting on average about $7,000 per acre on. Lakes on surface acres on surface yeah. acres. So when we're evaluate, you know, evaluating a farm, if it's got a ten acre lake, we say that's worth about seventy thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It is very hard to build a lake for seven thousand dollars for that acre.
0: size of that body yeah. size of body of water. It's virtually impossible to build it for seventy thousand. Yeah.
1: dollars So on average, a ten acre lake. You know, I'm not talking if you get it under the surface and spend a bunch on fishing stuff, which most people do. Yeah, um, a
0: lot of structure underneath the surface, things like that. Or you may get lucky, and and it's a very the way that the, the the land lays out maybe your dam is only a 100 foot wide and you could get very lucky and it didn't cost you that oh much. for sure but most of the nine times out of ten that's not the case what do you think
1: an average um 10 acre lake has cost us over the past five years is that 100 grand 100 grand I would 10, say. 10 grand an acre 10
0: grand an acre was what we've always used as a rule of thumb yeah. sometimes it's eight grand an acre sometimes seventy five hundred dollars an acre but just to Make sure you've got every all your bases covered, as far as the pipe, the overflow, all that stuff. The you know when we built lakes, they were built to last forever, and we rip wrapped the dams, things like that. So you know we we would spend ten grand an acre
1: easy. Yep.
0: Um, not everybody does it that way, but uh, as a rule of thumb, use ten grand an acre. You would always be safe.
1: Right. So that's where you have to be careful um, because if you make it, if you you know we've spent that underneath the water before yeah and so you know all of a sudden you got 20 grand an acre in a lake it's fine if you're going to keep it and it's for personal enjoyment but if you're trying to resell it you just kind of got to watch you're not going to get all that money back you're just doing it to for a quick sale Uh, and sometimes you'll get all of it back um, and sometimes you can actually divide it up and and get more for small parcels there's a bunch of ways to um that a lake can help you but you have to be careful because you can spend a ton of money on a lake and if you're doing it for resale, um, a lake is one project that can get upside down fairly quickly. Very quickly, yeah. 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 So it's um, kind of like
0: remodeling the kitchen in your house. Exactly, you, yeah. you could you can remodel your kitchen in your house, and you're only going to get probably if you spend a hundred thousand dollars on that kitchen, you'd be lucky to get sixty, yeah, seventy thousand dollars back when you go to sell your house. Yep. You know, maybe 80,000 if you're lucky.
1: Yeah, and you could start adding things that no one else is going to pay you for, and right. you can spend up 200 on the right. kitchen and right. you're still you're going to get 70 grand back right. or whatever. So that's the same thing with lakes. Like you can overdo it. Just uh ideally you have a really good site and if it's for resale, you know, you want to hopefully find a site that's not too expensive to build. On the personal enjoyment side, you know, whatever, build whatever you want right. if you're going to keep it forever. Um, and there's a ton of things, you know, that could be its own episode, you know, things you can do to a lake because, I mean, that Otter Creek project, how long did it take you to build that lake?
0: Uh, from start to finish, from from the, the very beginning when we started to the time it finally filled up to
1: being in full, yeah. was two years. Two years. And that was nonstop two years, right? That was nonstop two years. So, like, in that lake. That was a, a rare lake, though. That was a hundred 100- some odd acres. Yeah, maybe. but I'm not sure there's anything that we didn't do on that lake. That no. everything was done. But you can there's so many things to do on a lake that again, that could be its own, its own episode. But in general, we love lakes just because right now, that is what everybody wants. So from a value standpoint, while you may not get all of it back right away, your hold time uh, on these farms that like, goes away. I mean, farms with lakes that are priced correctly sell, like, immediately. They're gone.
0: Yeah. A lot of them are, don't even hit the open market. Yep. It just
1: as soon as... Uh, as soon as I hear
0: that the owner de- is deciding he's thinking about selling, within a couple of days, they're gone. Yeah.
1: Or a broker knows it's going to be for sale. It's like, hey, these 100 people want it. I'm going to call two of them. The first one's like, yep, I'll take it. Yep. Um, from a personal enjoyment side, I don't think... I can't remember what all we're talking about in the series, but at least for me and our family, I'm not sure. I wouldn't buy a property without a lake. Like we love the water that much. I don't know if if there's one particular thing more than a lake that adds enjoyment to a farm. Is there? I mean, outside of a lodge, we're not, but we're not yeah. talking about construction in no. this series. So, we're, an, no. like I
0: mean, you guys use this lake like I mean, the kids are swimming in it. You guys are fishing you know laying out on rafts doing all that
1: yeah fishing off the dock waterfowl hunting pretty much everything I we do mean, on this farm correct. is a, around this lake so from a personal enjoyment i'm not sure there's anything that you could do that adds more enjoyment to a farm um and again i'm talking about the masses i'm like you know, there's some people that that's not their deal and they want to shoot a trophy deer it's like right. well then spend your money somewhere else but in general a lake is a great way uh to improve the value and enjoyment of your farm so uh lastly like in terms of how again there's a ton of things that you can do in a lake but if we're talking about just basic construction it is finding the location we always go out there and shoot the elevations first and flag it so the owner can visualize it so you're not spending too much money you know before you know what it looks like but once that step is done we calculate the the acres of runoff to that will support the lake. Yep, calculate that and see how big the lake's going to be. Like we even take it one step further. Uh, you know, you don't have to do this, but we do it. We make a rendering. Um, we get the drone up in the air and take a picture of that site, and then we create a rendering so the owner can kind of see what see that how lake... the
0: lake lays out, the shape of the lake, yeah. the surface of the lake, all that.
1: So, because it's a sizable investment, like we we just take every. Precautionary step to make sure that they're going to like it. So we do that. You don't have to, uh, but then it is literally for the most part coring that that dam out, getting some nice clay down there so it doesn't leak, and then you're building a dam. Most of them are 25 feet to get the most you can without getting those permits. And um, we like to. Most of our slopes are what four to one on the three back, to one usually, three to one yeah. front. And Depen-
0: to- d- depends on what the owner wants, but right. you know a three to one is is Kind of the standard in the industry, and then, you know, if you want to go to a four or five, it just basically adds more width to the bottom of the of the dam, to where if they want to mow the back slope, um, that way they can get on it and feel safe.
1: Right. So um, it is unlike like a wetland. We could finish those in two, three days. days. Yeah. Yeah. Lake projects usually a couple weeks. A Couple weeks minimum. Yeah.
0: And that's with that's with our full-time crews in there with multiple pieces of equipment running eight to 10 hour days.
1: Yep. So, uh, it is a big process, but again, the reward is there. Uh, once that's done, some things that we typically do is we always, um, rip wrap the front, especially on bigger lakes to especially protect if that.
0: I'd say, uh, if the dam is facing the, the prevailing wind direction. So if the, the face of that dam is, is, directed towards say the west or the yeah. northwest you get so much wave action against that well dam. like where we're sitting here we're, right on,
1: we're on the so it'd be the east bank of, yeah. of this lake and it gets beat up yeah pretty bad so
0: you know we always typically propose the riprap on on yep. the front of the dam and then you know we also you could spend as much money on the lake above the lake yep. as you can underneath the surface of the water because if you're a fisherman the, the sky's the limit on how much structure you can put in the bottom of a lake. Um, from rock piles to, you know, uh, flooded timber to, you know, how many things have we done? I mean, it's in it. yeah. spawning beds.
1: At the very least, I would, if we recommend to people, especially when you have to clear timber, don't burn that. You know, cable it up together. And so you don't have to get extremely fancy and spend a ton of money but you might as well do some of that stuff some
0: of the trees got to be cleared for the lake and you then you pile them up in some deeper water and you cable them to the bottom of the lake and then you have a giant brush pile that will be there longer than you'll be alive right and you know another thing that i always recommend if you got if it's going to be used for a family is a beach area Uh, beaches are sometimes kind of a maintenance nightmare to keep up with but at the end of the day
1: that's what is probably going to be used in that lake more than anything it's the beach area i know i want a beach area bad so does blair Fishy. oh yeah um but i agree beaches and docks uh, are huge but so once we get the dam done and the riprap um you know you're talking a main overflow and then a, an emergency overflow
0: so it d- depends on how volatile the lake yeah. is if you got a lot of acres of runoff emergency overflow especially if you're an absentee landowner because if that if that pipe were to clog, and you haven't been at your farm for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, and let's say the muskrats or whatever build up something around your pipe to stop the water from going out of your lake, and then all of a sudden we get a two inch rain like we got last night, and your lake comes up a foot, well that water's got to go somewhere.
1: Yeah, it could be bad.
0: Yeah, so.
1: So we do usually do both of those and. We say emergency spillway. Like a lot of times, that's nothing more than like a little it's a low. It's a low spot in the dam on one end. Or the shaped, other. yeah. Um, one other thing that we always recommend is what we talked about agri drains uh, in the wetland episode. I love to use them in lakes too. They can serve as kind of like a, a secondary outlet, but they also give you the ability to drop that lake. So, like, you know, a lot of times you need to get in there and do some repair work or shape the bank a little bit yeah or maybe if, you
0: want to do some shoreline reconstruction or 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 maybe you want to drop the water out so that you can put in a uh for whatever reason you forgot or you just didn't want to spend the money on a new boat ramp for instance and you can drop the water say down two or three feet to where you could build a new boat ramp or, or put dock. that beach in yeah or for that sure. dock it or happens
1: all the time more yes. than people think so we always say do it uh, and you
0: don't necessarily have to use an agar drain You could use an agar drain or just put a regular valve in a, a pipe. Yep. Uh, either way works perfectly.
1: Yeah, I, I always do agri-drain. I say that. Either one works. I, my head always goes to waterfowl because in a lot of these lakes, they do have some flat areas. So like a couple of our clients on the west side um, of, of Fulton County, even in a lake, you drop that maybe two foot, and sometimes it will expose quite a bit of mud. Oh, yeah, like for instance
0: uh, west of – uh, of can of we've got a lake that we've just dropped to expose all the mud flats because teal season starts yeah and
1: as of today we've got
0: a probably 150 200 teal in there
1: because of it throw some millet out there so. let it grow and then put that gate back in so i think it's cool to have that ability to uh still manipulate the water whether you do an agar drain or just a regular valve we usually recommend that as well so but again we could um that's just kind of cover the the generals of building a lake Um, But it it could go on for days on things you could do. But uh, for the purposes of this episode, we love it. Uh, It is probably the most single thing that's in demand right now. So it's just super popular. Um, But that should cover it for this one. Uh, Next week's episode, what's the next week? Forage ponds. Forage ponds, oh, I love those as well. So again, that'll only apply to people that have lakes or are considering building lakes um, primarily for fishing purposes. But uh, love forage ponds. They're actually next on my list to do out of my personal farm. So that will be next week's episode, and uh, we appreciate you guys listening.